I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Final half hour of today's episode. Final half hour of the week, as a matter of fact, for me and you to hang out here and talk about the issues of the day, the things impacting our lives. And today's news was no louder than, well, there was news that was shouted no louder than the unfortunate information revealed from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And that was that the unemployment rate here in the United States has risen to an historic high. Right now we sit at 14.7%. In the month of April, over 20 million Americans lost their jobs. And if you heard me earlier talking, I pointed out that there are some bright spots. There are some bright spots. In fact, uh, the stock market, you know, to, to laymen, like me, uh, I, was, I was surprised to check on the various indices this morning and see that uh, there were numbers in the green, that the, that the lines were going upward. There was a good positive trajectory. That was explained later to us that, uh, that the stock markets are uh, influenced by optimism for the future. And so hopefully that optimism that the stock markets are demonstrating uh, will be made manifest in the employment market as well. There is reason. There is reason to think that we're on an okay trajectory. As I dug into the details released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics today, I saw an interesting line, and it reads this way. The number of unemployed persons who reported being on temporary layoff increased about tenfold to 18.1 million in April. So what does that sentence mean? It means that of all of the individuals that are without work right now, that the overwhelming majority of them, 18.1 million of them, are in a position of temporary layoff. If you were listening to Jeff Kaplan's coronavirus call-in earlier today, uh, a gentleman called in to speak to Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. That gentleman who called in is right now on furlough himself. He's an employee at Little America. He said that his uh, job was to handle the special events that came in, and so many of those have been canceled, and so folks like him are out of work. He is one of the 18.1 million Americans who hopefully, who hopefully are finding themselves in an unemployed circumstance right now uh, only in a temporary way, and that if the optimism being shown and borne out by the stock market right now has any bearing on what will be the future of the employment market, there are 18.1 million Americans with good reason to be optimistic. And hopefully the remaining 2 million who have made it known that their job loss right now is a, in a permanent condition, hopefully that will change for them and new jobs will be created and maybe their employers will have a turn of fortune and be able to call back and say, hey, you know what? You know what? I've got a job for you after all. Why don't you come on back? So hopefully that's the case. Uh, my prayers and my thoughts are with all these individuals. I know I'm incredibly lucky. Uh, I, am, I am so, so lucky to be in the situation I'm in now, uh, to work for this company and to be able to chat and share my thoughts and my observations with you each day. I've got a job still. Uh, but so many of our brothers and sisters uh, across the state of Utah and across America are not so lucky. 
Anyway, I just wanted to share those numbers with you once more uh, because they are important, and I want us to be thinking about those who do not have as much as we do right now. And if you are one of those who find yourself out of work, I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone. We're in this together. There will be opportunities for you, and your neighbors are looking out for you and thinking about you. And if you don't think that's the case, uh, maybe take advantage of technology. Hop on the, the social media, reach out to someone, reach out to a family member, reach out to a friend, reach out to me. I've got a Facebook page. I'll chat with you. Maybe we'll find a job for you together. Anyway, I want to turn my attention now to something that happened 75 years ago, VE Day. Victory in Europe Day. A fascinating thing happened about 40 minutes ago. The queen, she sat down and to the minute delivered an address to her people. To the minute, 75 years to the minute after her own father marked the end of World War II in Europe. She, 94 years old, sat down and delivered address, an address to her people where she said it may seem hard that we cannot mark this special anniversary as we would wish. Instead, we remember from our homes and our doorsteps. There are photos of the streets of Europe right now and London and all around that show people on their own celebrating in on their doorsteps and on their roofs alone and separated by good social appropriate distance. Uh, but they are together. The queen went on to say, but our streets are not empty. They are filled with the love and the care that we have for each other. Those are pretty cool words. Uh, I, I still don't exactly understand uh, like how a queen works. We don't have one here in uh, the United States. Monarchies uh, still elude me. I have watched most of The Crown, uh, so I know about all this stuff. And I also, I also just finished reading a fascinating book. I've talked about it already on this program. It's called The Splendid and the Vile by Eric Larson. And it talks about Winston Churchill and all the work, all the wise work that he did uh, to lead that nation uh, to victory and to lead uh, this region of the world uh, to victory over uh, the Nazis in Germany as they signed an unconditional surrender 75 years ago today. Now, uh, why don't we take a look at what was going on here in Utah 75 years ago today. Producer Amy did some uh, pretty cool research and found an article from the San Juan Record uh, from 75 years ago today, and it explains exactly how VE Day would be observed here in the state of Utah. It's a relatively short article. If you don't mind bearing with me, I'm going to read it to you. It's interesting. Just know these uh, are the words describing how VE Day was celebrated here in Utah 75 years ago today. Here it is. For some time, Salt Lake Papers have been stressing the observance of VE Day as one of thanksgiving and prayer rather than a time of hilarious celebration. In keeping with the general plan as outlined by other states, it will be a holiday in part or a full day according to the time the news is formally declared. In many communities, work will no doubt continue without interruption, as announced in a recent issue of the Deseret News as follows. The LDS Church, Saturday, asked a sober observance of VE Day, suggested there be no stopping of farm work, and urged stakes and wards to commemorate the event on the following Sunday at church services. We are quite in harmony with the thought that the observance of this day should be celebrated as a day of gratitude to our Heavenly Father for the cessation of this terrible European slaughter. 
said a statement in Saturday's issue of the Deseret News signed by the First Presidency. The article here I'm reading you wraps up by saying we hope that all true and patriotic Americans will observe the day and the occasion as sacred even as we shall do. Let me read that again. We hope that all true and patriotic Americans will observe the day and the occasion as sacred even as we shall do. That's from 75 years ago. I would extend that same invitation to you because as we heard described earlier on the program by Congressman Chris Stewart, there was American sacrifice made on, uh, in, in this effort. And it was American lives that were lost that led to this victorious day in Europe and the uh, ultimate surrender by the Nazi forces. And so remember, uh, on this day, if you are a true and patriotic American, that we will observe this day and the occasion as sacred. I'm going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show uh, with a conversation with a mayor of Kaysville, Katie Witt. She is running for Congress. She'd like to represent Utah's first congressional district. I'd like to hear what she has to say on why she feels she's best suited for the job. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.